Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us, If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, I've said to you often before that I don't like Puritanism. I don't like these systems of religious thought that are fussy and moralizing and dualistic I tend to say the things of this world are are evil. To be morally and spiritually upright, we have to flee from the world. I don't like those systems. But you know something about Puritanism? It pops up on a very regular basis throughout history. I'm reading a book right now on Michelangelo. And when Michelangelo was a young man, Savonarola ran the city of Florence. Savonarola was a Dominican friar who preached a very puritanical message. And for a few years, he imposed a very strict discipline on the city of Florence. Just a few decades after Savonarola, there was Calvin, John Calvin, the great Protestant reformer, who imposed a similar kind of puritanical theocracy on the city of Geneva. Puritans, as we know, came to our shores in the 17th century. The pilgrims were Puritans. They, too, had a very strict rule of life. Think even in the last century of the secular development of prohibition. That too was a kind of Puritanism. Well, I don't like these systems. I'm a Catholic. I'm with Hilaire Belloc. Wherever the Catholic sun does shine, there's music and laughter and good red wine. We revel in the goods of the world, made good by God, and there should be enjoyed. However, can I at least nod in the direction of Puritanism? Acknowledging that there's something in it that makes it rise up so frequently throughout human history. Here's my nod in the direction of Puritanism. There is a great spiritual danger in surrendering to the goods of this world, becoming absorbed in them and by them, focusing all of our energy and attention upon them. That is indeed a spiritual danger. And the Puritans from time to time are right in emphasizing this danger. Think for a second of the best moments in your life, the times of greatest pleasure, of greatest success, times when you were praised, times when life just seemed right. Christians, what do all those have in common? There are moments they don't last. The best times, the best pleasures, the best joys are fleeting, passing, evanescent. The Bible knows this very clearly. The psalmist says, we're like grass that flowers in the morning, but by evening withers and fades. Our lives are over like a sigh. It's a terrific image, isn't it? 
It's both beautiful and frightening. Our lives are over <sighs> like a sigh. They come and they go. The philosophers have known this. The authors of the ancient myth knew it. Somehow this world is a passing, fleeting, insubstantial presence. And so when we root ourselves in it, we are setting ourselves up for deep spiritual frustration. Let me lead you just for a few minutes on a kind of guided meditation. Beginning with something as simple as getting up for work in the morning. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Well, maybe once in a while you do so just because you're so looking forward to your day of work. Because what's ahead of you is so stimulating and engrossing that you just can't wait to get to work. Well, I submit those are rare moments. Most people get out of bed in the morning and go to work because they want the paycheck at the end of the week or end of two weeks. With the paycheck, they're going to buy things they want. The house that shelters them and their family. The food that they eat. The clothes they wear. The entertainment they enjoy. That's why you go to work. But think of all those things. The house. Maybe when you first bought it, boy, it was the apple of your eye. That was the most beautiful place, and you loved it. You bought it, and you moved into it. The thing about houses, though, well, in time you get tired of it, start looking around for a new one, for a better one. The wind, the rain come over the years, and they wear out the paint, they wear out the siding, the house begins to suffer, you've got to fix it, fuss with it. Things go wrong, you have to call in repair people. Maybe after five years, you sell it, 10, maybe there for a long time, 20, 30 years. But in the long run, you'll sell that house. In the very long run, that house will be torn down. So it goes with even the best things in the world. What else do you use your paycheck for? Well, the food that feeds you and your family. Food, that's a good thing, you know? There's that Catholic sun does shine, there's music, laughter, good red wine. I was at a restaurant just a few weeks ago, and the waiter came by after we'd been served, and he said, how are the flavors? I was kind of struck by that, you know? Flavors. Well, yeah, they're good. But flavors in your mouth, they last for a few moments. You have the best meal of your life, the best food you've ever eaten, and you have that wonderful sense of satisfaction. How long does it last? A couple hours three, four hours, even after the biggest meal you've ever eaten and you say, I'll never eat again, four hours, five hours later, that familiar emptiness returns and you're sniffing around for food. The pleasures of flavor, of food, drink, are especially fleeting and evanescent. What else do you buy with that paycheck? The clothes that you wear. You know, I find this symbol especially helpful because the Bible, too, has this image. Your life wears out like a garment. Garments are especially good symbols of how fleeting the things of this world are. You buy the best shirt you've ever seen. You love it. It fits you. It looks good. And you wear it happily and proudly for some weeks. And then what inevitably happens? Well, it goes into the washer, the dryer... The colors begin to fade. It begins to wear out. 
I know we priests have a very drab uh, uh, wardrobe, you know, we basically wear black. But I had a pair of black pants that were really good. I liked them, they fit well, they look good. And just the other day, I was sitting down, I had my, my legs sort of crossed in front of me, and I could see they were starting to tatter along the edges. And, oh, gosh. That's life, you know? Your clothes, they wear out. They come and they go. What else do you use your money for? Entertainment, you know? Movies and shows and plays and games. Good things? Of course they are. They're great. Wonderful. When you're into a movie, into a play, you're watching a Cubs game or a Sox game and, and you're reveling in it, wonderful. Good. But those moments are very brief. Maybe an afternoon comes and goes. Maybe even in the course of watching a game, you find yourself for moments very interested, and then for other moments, you're just very bored by it. You're watching a movie, and you love the first hour. Well, the second hour is, is a bore. You've seen the best play of your life, but then a few weeks later, you can barely remember it. These things come and go. Well, you say, okay, okay, fine, but my life is not just about material things. It's not just about what my, my paycheck can buy. My life is also about seeking after honor, seeking after the esteem of other people, to do great things and to be admired for it. Okay, nothing wrong with that in itself. But Christians, we know that honors, glory, the esteem of others, they are just as fleeting as any material thing, probably more so. I do something and the crowd applauds me. People like what I'm doing. They compliment me. Fine. How long does it last? Well, it lasts about as long as the fickle attitude and opinion of the crowd. The minute I say or do something they don't like, the praise goes away. And maybe even as I'm being praised, I realize these people are praising me for the wrong things. Maybe the very best things I do are not getting praised. Honor, glory... That, too, is as fleeting as any garment that you wear, as fleeting, really, as any food or drink you put into your mouth. So you say, yeah, okay, okay, it's not just material things. It's not just honor. But I'm working for lasting things like relationships, like my marriage and my friendships. Good, good. Those two are wonderful. And in fact, in our tradition, we say that the best of our friendships, our marriages, are reflections of the very love of God. When a man and a woman pledge their love to each other in church, when they're married sacramentally, we're saying they are evocative of the Trinity's love. Good. Nothing wrong with it. But friends, let's be honest. Even the best of relationships have their ups and downs. Even the best of friendships go through rough times. And sometimes people who are very committed to each other, deeply in love, deep friends, have fallings out. And even those very best and most lasting of friendships, relationships, marriages, will end when one of the partners dies. Are they too, in the long run, 
fleeting, evanescent, passing. Yep, even those. Now, am I telling you all this? Am I leading you on this guided meditation to depress you? No, my purpose is not to depress you. My purpose is to show you something. Listen how Jesus puts it in the Gospel. You should not be working for perishable food, but for food that remains unto life eternal. Simply stated, enormously hard to realize. Perishable food, what's that? Everything I've described, everything in this world, everything under the sun is perishable. Material things, honor, glory, friendships, relationships, anything and everything in this world is perishable food. The Lord is saying, not, not become a Puritan. Flee from all that. Forget about it. It's not that. What he's saying is, don't work for it. Meaning, I think, do not make these things the priority of your life. Do not make these things the center of your life. Don't put all of your spiritual energy into them, but rather what? Work for the food that does not perish. What's that? Grace, Christ himself, salvation, eternal life. Where is all of that on display? In the Eucharist. Listen now. Which amidst all of the passing and fleeting and evanescent things of the world is for us this permanent, eternal presence. Let the Eucharist be the center and focus of your life, and then all your other interests and all your other concerns tend to fall into harmony around it. Work not for the passing and perishable, but work for the imperishable food embodied in the Eucharist. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.